Welcome back to House of Wrestling, everybody. It's me, Nick Hausman. Drop your shoes at the door, throw your hat on the coat rack, and come on into the living room. Sitting fireside right now with us is former, or I guess now retired professional wrestler and competitive eater, Megabyte Ronnie. Ronnie, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me here today. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. You know, it's still kind of new here in former professional wrestler. I still... I feel bad. I was going to say pro wrestler and competitive eater, but I was like, I guess he just retired, so it's like retired pro wrestler megabyte ronnie you know yeah yeah you know it's it's in my it's in my header and stuff like that that was painful typing that out but uh it's like the first or second time hearing that so it's just new yeah i mean i feel bad saying it because like dude you're so young i mean i i was i've i've wanted to talk to you for a while because like i was telling you in dms my wife and i watch the nathan's hot dog eating contest every year we love george shea we love the whole thing. We're like, we're, we're, we're big fans of the whole event. And I was like, well, eventually I'm going to talk to this guy. He's a wrestler. We're going to have a great conversation. Then I see that you're retiring because of injury. And I'm like, dude, you're going to miss your shot. You got you to gotta jump on this right now. I don't know. Yeah. So, Ronnie, I'm very sad to see this. So, for those that don't know the story here, I mean, you've only, first of all, you've only been wrestling for like five years, right? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I think it's probably closer to four than five. But, yeah, that sounds about right. So real not not a not a long run or career or anything like that. How how did you accumulate the the back injuries that that led to you no longer getting getting to do this? Uh, well, it's a little bit of a sad story. Like um, from what I from what I've been told, uh, I have two slip discs and then I have a crushed disc. And then um, what they had told me is that I probably have had that crushed disc for a long time. And then uh, thinking back on it, uh, I don't. I'm not trying to beat up like any remorse or anything like that, but I had a very abusive childhood. And uh, I just remember one time in second grade, I forgot what my dad did. I think he like threw me against the wall or something like that. And I just remember for like three weeks after that, having a real hard time bending over. I was just a, I was just a kid at the time. So I didn't really understand what was going on. And I, if I have to guess like what happened, I would have guessed that's probably where the disc got crushed and I just lived with it. And then one day uh, in January or maybe early February, I was doing a front squat. And when I went down for the squat, something in my back popped. And then from there, it was just sort of downhill. Ronnie, that's awful. I am. I'm happy to see you. I mean, my memories of you are like very happy, right? Like I see you out there cheering. Like that's that's awful. I'm very sorry to hear you went through that, man. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I don't know. I, it sounds weird, but, like, I was able to grasp the fact as a child, real young, that, like, you really don't get to decide, like, where you come into this world at. So I I, I just sort of, I don't know, I just sort of blocked it off, and it's, I'm fine now. You know, oh. it's, it's, it's shown me what not to do as a human being, I'll tell you that. Well, I'm sure that getting to wrestle was a release for you, right? Like, you know, everybody has, like, warm memories of pro wrestling. So when exactly did you decide that you were going to make that, that leap into the world of pro wrestling? Well, it's kind of a funny story. So like I had, I had decided my entire life I was going to be a professional wrestler, but at age 18, uh, I was severely out of shape. I had never been into a gym or anything like that. And, you know, you, you hear a lot of stories about people saying, Hey, do, do something before you get in the wrestling, get an education or something like that. So I said, you know what, let's kill two birds with one stone. I'm going to join the United States army. That's going to get me in shape. And that's going to give me some sort of education. So I did it in the army and that's how uh, megabyte came from. So I learned a skill in the army. I got in shape from the army and then I was set to get out of the army at age 24 and go to Lance storm school. I had already signed up for it. I had already paid a $500 deposit. Uh, 
but the the day come for me to move to Canada, I just pretty much I just I just sort of bailed. Like I just sort of wussed out. Like I wasn't really ready for life outside the army with you know without like Big Brother there telling me what to do, what to wear, where to go, where to eat. You know, like I was just not ready yeah. for that. And I was just sort of scared of failure. So I just sort of missed that opportunity. And I and I sat at home and I thought about it for a long time. And then at, at about age 29, I had run my course with my current job. And I, I just kind of like, I was going nowhere in life. And uh, I really didn't do much once I got out of the army besides eating, you know. And I, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna move to Buffalo. There's a training school up there. Wait, time out real quick. When you say after the army, you were do, you weren't doing anything eating. Was it like unhealthy eating, or were you like training eating to like? Do I, I was doing, eating? I was doing competitive eating. I started doing competitive oh. eating actually when I was in the army at about age 23. So I've been doing eating a long time. Got it. Um, but yeah, my my best friend from the army lived in Buffalo. There was a training school there that I didn't really know anything about. I just sort of knew that there was a school there. And I said, Hey, I gotta, I gotta get out of North Carolina. I gotta get away from home. Like I gotta, I gotta get back on it. So I just moved to Buffalo, New York, and I started training at Grapplers Anonymous. And I had no clue that I was going to be trained by, you know, Brandon Thurston, the guy who runs WrestleNomics. I had oh. no clue that I was going to be training with people like Daniel Garcia, uh, Kevin Blackwood, Puff, uh, the butcher, the blade. Like I had no clue that I was just walking into the absolute best setup i could have asked for and i just sort of got lucky and they just sort of helped me out and the rest was history so flash back here just a second let's take it a step back so you you start competitive eating at 23 at the same time that you're trying to get in really good shape to become a pro wrestler yeah. so like how uh okay how hard is it to or how oh man i don't know how to even phrase this let me just i'll take myself a step back when do you decide you want to start doing competitive eating? How does that? How do you get the bug to do that? I guess. Well, that's that's sort of funny because I've always I've always been a big eater. Like growing up, my mom called me the garbage disposal because like <laughs> there, there there is no leftovers. Like I just ate everything. Okay. And um, so I'm I'm deployed to Afghanistan, and while I'm deployed to Afghanistan, my cooks, you know, the people serving me food, they're like, "Hey, man, like, have you ever, uh, have you ever, you know, thought about doing like." competitive eating actually let me flash let me let me flash back a little bit so okay when i got told i was going to afghanistan most people have at least a nine months notice most likely a year's notice sometimes two years notice i had a two-week notice that i was going to afghanistan so i had to mentally go through all those emotions really quick and one of those things that i thought about during those two weeks was like hey i've always wanted to see if i could do a food challenge like man versus food right so I went to a local one and I ate a three pound burger and a pound of fries. The time limit you had was 30 minutes. And I did it in something like, I want to say 17 or 18 minutes. Right. And wow. I, okay. So that, that was on the back of my mind while I was in Afghanistan. That was like, oh, okay. So I, I can do this thing that I thought I could do. I did pretty good at it. And then while I was over there, it was one of my cooks who suggested, Hey, like, have you ever seen that hot dog eating contest on ESPN? And I was like, you know what? As a matter of fact, I have because like I was, I was a huge like sports fan growing up. Sure. And I was like, uh, let me figure out how to get into that. So it turns out to get to the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest, mm -hmm. they have about 15 qualifiers across the United States. Top man, top woman from each qualifier moves on to the 4th of July, you know, ESPN Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. It just so happened to be when I got back from Afghanistan, I'm stationed in Georgia at this time. Uh, 
there was a qualifier two weeks after that in Atlanta, Georgia. So it just lined up perfect. I actually signed up for the contest while I was in Afghanistan. Like wow. it, was just, it just sort of it just sort of lined up, right? So I went to the contest and I, I didn't know I was gonna be on the table with the seventh ranked eater in the world, Adrian Morgan. I was pretty I was pretty confident going into it. As a matter of fact, Adrian, as we're standing in line, you know, about to get introduced, Adrian looks back to me and he goes, Hey, you're gonna you're gonna dip the dogs in, in, in water, right? And I was like, Hell no, I ain't I ain't dipping hot dogs in water. <laughs> like, are you crazy? And then like we got up on stage and I noticed like all the adrenaline started hitting me, and I was like, Oh fuck, like I, I gotta dip these dogs in water. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like it just all hit you at once. And I, I did 16 in my first contest, and uh Adrian did something like 33. And uh, I finished second, but like in my head, I was like, okay, I did 16. He did 33. Like I'm trash at this. Like I'll, I'll never do this again. But like after the contest, uh, major league eating signed me to a contract and like on my way home, a bunch of eaters were like messaging me through social media. And they're like, Hey dude, like how long have you been doing this? Like 16 is good for your first try. And I was like today, like I, I, I started today. So that's wow. That's how that started going. So again, so okay, I'm glad that I got the whole story there. This makes this all makes a lot more sense. But so how hard is it then to to like you're in incredible shape, right? How hard is it to eat that much food and stay in like wrestling level shape at the same time? Uh as as weird as it sounds, so when I first started going to the gym, you know, right after I joined the army, like I learned I learned about nutrition very quickly. So I was able to understand uh, how nutrition works, which basically like in order to gain weight, you have to eat more calories than what you burn in order to lose weight. You have to eat less calories than what you burn. So it's not, it's basically like a, like a budget. Right. So I learned very quickly. I dropped from like 195 pounds to like 145 pounds in like six, seven months, just cause I learned about calories. So like my, since about 20, I've been able to, to like handle calories very well as far as tracking them. Uh, so when a contest is coming up, I will diet for about two weeks before the contest and about two weeks after the contest. So whatever I eat in that contest, that excess amount of calories, I've already made up for, you know, the two weeks before or two weeks behind. And, and a lot of times I wind up dying, dieting so severe that I'll, I lose weight throughout the month. So it's just sort of like, I, you got to think about it as like a big cheat meal. Like I'm not doing that many contests in a year. Uh, I hardly have ever done more than one in a month. So it's just like a big, big cheat meal pretty much for me. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, is that pretty common to, to like a lot of the eaters do that same regimen or is that just kind of for you? I would say the ones who are like outside the top 10. So like um, there's, there's not a lot of money in competitive eating. So to go to every contest, you got to regularly be facing, you got to regularly be finishing in the top three in order to like, you know, justify it like money wise. Uh, so I would say, I would say most competitive eaters don't do more than one a month. Okay. got it. I mean, and man, what's it like to be on stage with Joey Chestnut, dude? Like how, how, how crazy is that? Unreal, man. Unreal. Like I've done a lot of, I've done a lot of cool things in life. I don't know if anything I've ever done has matched the thrill of being on surf and steel world, you know, Brooklyn, New York, Coney Island, New York with 40,000 people, 40,000 people. Dude, 40, they're hanging three. off of buildings and stuff. It's to wild. Us yeah. eat fucking hot dogs. Like it's, <laughs> I, I've, I've never felt that before. Like right before my first match, somebody came up to me and they were like, are you nervous? I was like, fuck no, man. Like there's like 250 people here. Like I've, I've <laughs> ate hot dogs in front of 40,000. Like let, let's, let's go. Like let's do this, you know?
Man, I somebody you know AEW is really missing an opportunity with George Shea, right? Like that man, he knows how to hype a crowd up. I I would put him on any pro wrestling show in yeah. the country. I'm sure he'd be a great addition. Yeah, he uh he's absolutely great. Like he's got um uh, throughout the years he sort of worked on my introduction and stuff like that. But we got it down pat now. When he says my name, we both salute at the same time, and we both release the salute at the same time. And it, he just he's phenomenal, man. He's a great hype man. He's a great MC. Oh, yeah, no kidding, man. And so I, I think uh, I saw in another interview you did, you said that the injury is going to affect your ability to compete. So are we not going to get to see you at the hot dog eating contest this year? Yeah. So uh, as weird as it sounds, like I'm not very good at chewing and swallowing. Like even when I'm eating a regular meal, like I have to really chew and swallow. Sometimes like shit just gets caught in my throat. Uh, so when I eat, I eat really violently. Like I'm twerking my body a lot just to try and get that food down. And I'm just not able to do that with the back injury. Like, you know, I, I retired from wrestling and I was like, all right, well, I got to find something else to do. So I'm just going to dive right into it's hot dog season. Like 4th of July is right around the corner. It's like, I'm just gonna dive right into this and uh, that'll, that'll keep me busy. And I did one hot dog practice and I got like, I don't know, five, 10 hot dogs in. And I just, I couldn't do it. Like I couldn't do it at the ability. I couldn't do it at the ability. I needed to do it in order to qualify this year. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put my body through all that trying to get ready when I I'm not gonna be able to qualify with the shape I'm in right now. Yeah. I, like uh, like I said before, like it's hard for me to imagine ever not wanting to be there on the Fourth of July. So I'll I'll be back at it next year for sure. But I just I just have to take care of this first. I think not falling down on a crushed disc is probably gonna help recovery. That's gonna be yeah. my guess, right? Yeah. It's uh -huh. funny because when the doctor showed me the x-rays, he goes, hey, this this is like an injury somebody gets when they fall out of a plane. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like, like I didn't really realize how severe it was until like because in my head, I thought I was just going to be taking a couple months off. And then um, like they showed me the x-ray and I was just like, all right. So like, you know, when, you know, when, <laughs> when do I get to wrestle again? He was that's when he dropped the, you know, <laughs> back looks like somebody who fell out of a plane. I was like, oh. Okay. Like, <laughs> and, and so it's interesting because when you said you had to like, cause yeah, I mean, I see the the eaters, they move like this and I can see how that hurts your back. I thought it was more just because of like the way you expand, like would put yeah, pressure on your back. That, that's another thing as well. Right. So like in order to get ready for eating, we expand our stomachs. Like uh, we all do it some different way. Some of us drink a fuck ton of water. Some of us eat a bunch of fruits. Some of us eat a bunch of vegetables. I, I do it. Like I'll eat a bunch of vegetables, drink a bunch of water. You know, I just sort of mix and match it just to get my stomach used to expanding. And when I was trying to expand my stomach, like I was eating somewhere like, I don't know, like five pounds of broccoli and drinking like half a gallon of water. Um, I just, I just could not get comfortable because in competitive eating, you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable, right? Like you have to get used to being your stomach so bloated that it feels like it's going to explode and you have to be okay with that. And you have the meat sweats, you know, you can barely breathe. Like you're fucking moving 50 miles an hour. You're chewing, swallowing. You got to get comfortable with all that. And I just could not get comfortable with my back when my stomach was like getting close to full, man, that's, uh, that's rough to hear. Um, well, you also got some chances, obviously in pro wrestling and the, in the kind of relatively short career you had, you got to go work for AEW which yeah. is great. Was that like the, was that the peak for you in, in your pro wrestling career getting to do that? Or was there other moments that, that you remember more fondly? Uh, I would say it was like the peak as far as like uh, building my brand or getting my popularity out there. A lot of people don't know this, but uh, my 20th ever match was for AEW. Like mm -hmm. I was still fucking fresh to the business. Um, 
unfortunately for whatever reason, like I always had a hard time getting booked. So like throughout my four or five years, I probably only had like somewhere in the ballpark of 60 matches. Like some people do that in a year. Yeah. Um, I think, I think probably one of the reasons for that is cause like, I, you know, I had to get paid. Like I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to wrestle and not get paid. So, you know, like I, uh, that probably stopped me, but, but looking back on it, the fact that I didn't wrestle so frequently probably allowed me to have a longer career and make more of an impact. So it actually turns out to be more of a blessing than it was a curse. But uh, yeah, you know, throughout it all, I would say that that match on AEW that really did it for me. And that, you know, like um, I've said it a million times and I'll say it a million and one times like Brian cage, that guy didn't have to lay there and, and let me hit him with the people's hot dog. Like that's absolutely fucking ridiculous that he laid there. And let me do that move on him. Right. Like it's, it's fucking unreal. But he was so about it just to, to help put me on the map. And we're talking about, you know, peak pandemic when I needed I needed money to like I need to work like I needed to work for money and uh, for them to bring me down there. Uh, I got to AEW because I did an episode of Hot Ones with Cody Rhodes. Yep. So I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there eating chicken wings with Cody Rhodes. And after the episode, he told me he was going to bring me down to Jacksonville. He didn't tell me he was going to bring me down there to wrestle. Like I thought I was just going down there for sort of like a fan experience. Right. But, I you know, I brought my gear. Of course, I'm going to bring my gear and I show up down there in Jacksonville. And sure enough, there I am on the on the rundown, you know, Megabyte Ronnie versus Brian Cage at 3 a.m. in the in the morning. And then while I'm there, the, the Bucks come up to me and they're like, hey, uh, do you want to be on being the elite? And I was like, fuck, yeah, I want to be on being the elite. So like the AEW, Brian Cage, Bucks, uh, Cody, all those guys, man, I, I wouldn't even be half where I am without all of them. So, yeah, that's that's probably the best weekend of my wrestling career. You gonna be? Are you gonna be? Are you gonna have Cody's back when he has to go take on Roman Reigns again? You gonna be ringside throwing hot dogs at him? That'd be fun. Well, you know, a lot of people have asked me if I'm gonna move on to being a manager, and I don't know. I don't know about that. But if if Cody Rhodes, if he needs if he needs somebody to have his back, you know, we were we were tag team and chicken wings, so I, I'm sure I got his back. Oh man, that's a good name for a tag team, chicken wings. By the way, yeah. who doesn't love chicken wings, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Just saying. Um, well, that's, that's great. So you brought up the idea of possibly being a manager, obviously, like there's a lot of different things you could do in the world of pro wrestling. Like, do you want to maintain a presence in the business? Do you want to, is managing or creative or, or are there other, other things you want to do? I mean, I absolutely love pro wrestling. It's been my favorite thing since I was four years old. I would love to find some sort of space in professional wrestling. I'm not sure what that space is. To be honest with you, it still hurts, right? It still hurts. Like, I'm not able to watch wrestling right now. I'm not even able to watch eating right now. I tried to watch Nathan's qualifier a couple of weeks ago, and I, I couldn't do it. Like, it just sort of all hurts right now. So I'm, I'm not sure what that is. I don't know if manager is the way to go, uh, even though a lot of people have suggested it, because it just, like, I'm not even, like, I'm not trying to, like, blow myself up or anything like that. But, like, I'm, I'm bigger than, you know, 95% of independent wrestlers out there. So, like, what's it going to look like when the manager – it's bigger than the wrestler. Like, I don't know how that works out. Um, you know, maybe we could find something. Um, I would, I would like to do something more, uh, like RJ city is doing. Like, I'd like to be an interviewer or, or, or host a web series or something like that. Uh, I think I could contribute a lot as far as that goes. And, you know, like I, you know, like, I don't know who's out there listening, but I got 10 years of IT experience. You know, I'm CompTIA Network Plus, CompTIA Security Plus certified. So you can get an IT worker. You can get a podcaster, YouTuber. Like, I'm I'm, I'm in need of a job now. So, like, I'll, I'll do whatever. But I do want to stay in the wrestling, you know, atmosphere. 
what about like pre-show eating exhibitions right like, I, I would love to do something like that like i had a I've, I've really fallen off on my YouTube. Like I got into the eating YouTube stuff like that. And it's really hard to break out over there. Uh, and I was pumping out videos and I had this idea for videos where I would do like, uh, like challenges, like eating challenges with other wrestlers and stuff like that. So like, that's, that's something that's always been in the back of my mind. I did one with Jeff cannonball. Uh, it was a lot of fun. So I, I don't know, like I, I would be down for something like that for sure. And I think there's a lot of fans that would love to see that, uh, you know, see something like that happen. Well, and that's the thing is like, I watched the Nate, we watch Nathan's hot dogging contest every year, and it's because of all the pageantry and fun, right? And like, that's where we always come back. And there's only one a year, right? Yeah. You know, I, 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 I'm going to pull a super nerdy parallel here, but I love battle bots. My wife and I like watching robots fight each other. And yeah. the way that thing, I don't know if you've ever seen it on the Discovery Channel, but I have. Okay, wonderful. The way they present, Fights, robot fights, is better than pro wrestling sometimes. Yeah. The way yeah. that they do the intros and the lighting and the production, it's incredible. And I would, I, I absolutely could see a lane for you there, kind of turning competitive eating into into something stylized like that. You know, for sure. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, I'm glad you agreed. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> you are fantastic. I am so glad I got to talk to you. And I'm sad to hear you're not going to be down on the dock this year. But I'm. We're going to be cheering you on next year, man. I really hope you get the chance to, to get healthy and get good and get back to doing what you love, man. Um, where can people right now in the interim uh, go to find you, support you, all those great things? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm on everything. So Twitter, Instagram, I'm at Megabyte Ronnie. That's Megabyte with a Y, like the uh, the megabytes from computer. Uh, if you want to support me, you can go to my YouTube, which is just me uh, Megabyte Ronnie on YouTube. You can find all my eating stuff. Like, there's not a lot on there right now, but, like, there's, there's going to be stuff coming once I figure out, you know, where I'm where i'm going to be going from here on out uh and then like if you want to buy some of my shirts i got a ton of wrestling shirts that i'm trying to get rid of like i have a huge inventory of shirts that i got on discount for 15 dollars a shirt and that's at uh big cartel megabyte ronnie uh i'm not sure how the link works just i don't know typing go to google and type in big cartel megabyte ronnie it'll take you to my store uh other than that man like uh i'm megabyte ronnie on everything so whatever you want me on i'm probably there <laughs> 